Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Righteous Gemstones Season 1 Episode 2. It is called, Is This the Man Who Made the Earth Tremble? Are all these titles like like named after things in the Bible, do you think, that I'm just not recognising because I'm a filthy atheist? I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Not my area of expertise. Yes, you're also a filthy atheist, yes. With, 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 uh, heathens. Heathens, yes. Heathens, that's the word. Um, he, he, why, does, why does heathen sound so close to heaven? Like, I feel, I feel like if you're going to pick a word to say, no, you're not, you're not going into heaven, I feel like heathen's a, not a good one for it. Again, not my area of expertise. It should be hellion or something to that effect. I don't know. Um, but yes, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, so, uh, so it turned out last week, because uh, I was actually just quant- pondering uh, before we started recording as to why it's a nine-episode season, and I think it's because last week the first episode was a double-length one, and I think that you know, in terms of production, counted as two, even though you know it was just the first episode. So I think mm-hmm. that's why it's, it's technically nine episodes, is because the first one is technically two episodes, so it's technically ten. I said technically like five times in the last thirty seconds, but <laughs> technically you did. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, no, we actually pick up with the same final scene as last week, but we get it from the perspective of the Ransomers, and we get to hear their side of it from inside their van, and their shock and horror of the, the running over the bodies. You know, you know the first guy, um, his name's Scotty, and then the woman who I think was Lucy, um, mm-hmm. and then the third mystery younger one who comes out of the van at the end and ultimately helps them. And, you know... Like they, they 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 both survived. Like you know, I I think I said last week. Oh, they're definitely dead. <laughs> Turns out not so much. Um, nope, they're just horribly mangled. That said, it's <laughs> worth it because the guys think that Lucy's dead, and they take Lucy to like the side of a road where there's just a hill, there's a ditch, and they're like, okay, we're going to send her off. We have to get rid of her body, and they yeah. roll down the hill, and there's like a lot long rolling process, and just the thumping and thudding and whatnot, and then just as they're about to leave, just here, help me <laughs> and then the main guy is like shit yeah go to title screen yeah that was a really good opening Joe, yeah, this, was really funny. this is a weird, weird tangent for this specific thing but um i this reminded me so much of so you know i'm a resident evil fan right um do you remember um what was it called that website it was like new grounds or something like that and it was a lot of like flash games and little animated cartoons that people made and like submitted to it. This was like this was from like before YouTube. This was a thing. I think it still still exists, but yeah. Um, there was a great like cartoon kind of parodying the opening of the first Resident Evil game. And if you've never played it, you know it's like the stars team arrive and they they're in the forest. They get attacked by zombie dogs and they run uh, for the mansion. And that's where the game set right. Um, mm-hmm. but there's a joke in that that this reminded me of a lot where uh jill uh, one of the main characters like after because joseph in the game in this cutscene gets killed by the dogs and in this parody cartoon jill stops oh but joseph i never got to tell him that i, I was in love with him and that i really wanted to have babies with him and you just hear from the distance i'm not dead i'm not dead <laughs> but no one like pays attention to him it just it reminded me of that it reminded me of that it's pretty obscure it is a really obscure <laughs> reference but that's what it made me think of is this Resident Evil. Is that like a Homestar Runner type thing, or I want that. What's a Homestar Runner? Like HomestarRunner.com, the strong bad. You're saying words yep. to me, and I, I, in theory, I understand these words, but in this combination, they're making no sense to me. 
Okay. Is this like an even? Is this an older thing? Because you're older than me. Uh, no, it's like pre-YouTube videos, like okay. flash videos that were like, it's like a series. Homestarrunner.com, like it was a animated show, and oh. there would be. Uh, Strong Bad was like this really popular character who had his own show. No, no. Nope. Trogdor. You've never heard of Trogdor the Burninator? I, I really have not. Was this during the Napster days? Because you know, I I, I kind of came <laughs> in just after Napster. Uh, I think it's post Napster. <laughs> post Napster, or maybe okay. like like during and post. I love the fact that there's probably like twenty. I bet it's still around. Like oh, probably. I I, I love the fact that there's probably 20 year olds listening to this or watching us and going what's napster what is any of this <laughs> what, what was any of this stuff yeah go watch an in, in, what's the word intro what's the word i'm looking for instructional go, go watch an instructional vhs yeah young kid kiddies go go find <laughs> go google what a vhs is go get the vhs and a vcr and hook it up yeah. to your crt tv and understand right. how things were Learn done about the dangers of online shopping and putting your credit card out there to strangers oh my God. yeah people was, I, I remember like my parents were so paranoid at the idea of me ordering something online they were scared of it oh yeah mine too the first thing i ever got was a uh mystery science theater t-shirt which i actually still have that shirt is 22 years old it's almost as old as me and it was the first thing my dad ever like bought online and had it shipped to the house and it was just like a this big eye opener that we could do that <laughs> and he was so paranoid like he refused to do anything and it was like a big deal that he did it what do you, you know? think this is, a super, this is a super tangent because we're really supposed to be the episode so far but what do you i want you to guess what do you think the first thing i ever ordered online was porn <laughs> <laughs> teenage boys don't pay for porn okay what do you think the first thing maybe I ordered? back then <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 um god it's actually was it a horror movie <laughs> it, was, it was a horror movie but it was it was a it was media it was a dvd oh um uh, yeah i want you to guess Vampire Slayer one? it was indeed it was season four of the hit television show buffy the vampire slayer all right you did it you got it in so let's move <laughs> <move> on <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, it was actually that and season one of Angel. I got them at the same time, but that was the first stuff out because uh, those DVDs were like super expensive if you bought them anywhere else. But they were like like thirty percent cheaper online, and I was like, no, I'm getting these online because they're so much cheaper because because they were expensive. It was like it was like over a hundred dollars <laughs> per season at that time. You know, this was back when these things were super expensive, so it went from a hundred dollars to like sixty dollars. Like, of course you're getting them online. Why wouldn't you? It's, it's insane difference. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Yes, there was, there was a couple of things uh, early on in this episode that really made me split my gut in terms of the humour. Um, there's a great comedy, and what I love about the comedy in this show, for the most part, is that it's not just that it's funny, because one of the reasons why we don't typically review sitcoms is like, okay, the sitcom may be great, but you know we're just repeating jokes. I think what's great mm -hmm. about some of the humour on this show is it's, so because it's so satirical, mm -hmm. it's pointing out the hypocrisy of like what's going on in the moment. And I love the argument early on, because uh, basically... They come back, the three siblings come back to the, the, the parking lot the next day and they're like, there's no evidence of a crime scene, there's no bodies, the van's not there, and, you know, Jesse's just like, I think it's just a miracle, the Lord stepped in and <laughs> took care of everything, right? And then, but he's like, there's one, there is one little thing that I, I need to be clear on, though, is, 
Uh, you know, uh, Judy. I just had to check her name there. I've not learned all the names yet. Judy, where did that money come from? It's like, it's money I've put by. Uh, you know, cutting hair and mowing lawns. Like, yeah, a million dollars. A million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you stole that from the church. It's like, it's just, it's just, you know, and it becomes this argument about him wanting a cut of the money. And, you know, uh, Kelvin's like, oh, I should just give it back to the church. And, uh yeah. like no 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 no. How about how about fifty fifty? No, how about how about you know, we'll give fifty back to the church and then we'll split the other half, you know, fifty fifty. And then she's like, No 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 no, we'll do fifty to the church and then seventy thirty for the rest of it. He's like, No 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 no, we'll give thirty to the church and we'll do sixty forty. <laughs> and it becomes this thing where they basically keep whittling down the percentage the church is getting until it eventually gets to sixty forty without the church getting anything they're like deal. <laughs> yeah. Except it all belongs to the church anyway. Yes. <laughs> She just stole it. <laughs> this is so wonderful. I love this little this little haggling session. And I love that they never even think to like, oh, maybe Kelvin wants a cut. No, no, Kelvin's just sitting in the no, driver's never seat. never even considered. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really good. Joe, you know, you know actually... I love that Kelvin is like the most rational person in this family. He is. And he's not even that rational, but he just is more rational than those two. Um, I know. But he, he cracks me up, um, does a dynamic braid in this, because... As you know, I, I've not typically liked Diamond Bride and the other stuff I've seen him in. But the one thing that's really cracking me up about Diamond Bride in this show so far, and I think it's specific for this show, is the way he walks. He's got this swagger to him that is just... <laughs> like... It's like a paranoid confidence. <laughs> yeah, do you know what it is? Do what it reminds me of? It reminds me of someone who's like the head of like like a gang in a city. Who thinks he owns mm-hmm. the streets, and he's even got the, the, the jewelry on that kind of looks kind of gang-like almost. I mean, obviously he's got crosses and stuff, but the idea. Yeah, of all... well, I mean, last week we were talking about like the mafia mobsters, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but that's the way he walks. He walks like someone who is, yeah, like, like he's in Goodfellas or something like that. That's that's how he walks around. Yeah. And his brother and sister don't. It's just him. He just he has this walk to him um, that he's really putting on all the time, and I, I, it really cracks me up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think Danny McBride is so talented and so funny. But I've been a fan of his for a while, and I know you haven't been, but it's because you haven't watched the stuff on HBO. HBO Danny McBride's got talent. I'm not convinced the movies yeah. have talent. Movie Danny McBride. <laughs> I'm still skeptical on that front, but um, I'm definitely more open to being convinced now. I'll say that. I'll say that. Good. Because um, both Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals are worth watching. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll maybe binge. I'll binge at some point. But um, yeah. So, so they have. So Kelvin has this great, great, you know, idea. Where he's like, "Hey, there's security cameras uh, on on the stores. Maybe we can go in and get them." So, so, <laughs> so Jesse comes back with the entourage, like the the, the henchmen they've got. I don't know what else to call them. And he's like, "Well, they're the other people who are like." you know in the video yeah 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 um i'm not sure what the exact names or titles are though so i'm just the, the henchman uh until further notice and he's like hey right so i went and i spoke to the the oh this was this was the next line that cracked me up actually he's like i spoke oh, yeah. i spoke to the guy when he was on his smoke break uh, don't worry i disguised myself as a regular person what does that mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you didn't recognize me i guess I I want I, I want I want to see what the outfit was. I want to see how did they put on a hat? Was there sunglasses involved? No, it, it's clear that they just they it, it's kind of like a uh, like a 
um god if i can't think of her name like a lucille bluth line as it's a lucille bluth line <laughs> you know? you're right go see <laughs> a star war the lesser of everybody who yeah. doesn't have as much money as them <laughs> yeah no it's, it's lucille bluth uh, you're absolutely right um but they they go in and say hey uh, someone spoke to the manager earlier and said we could have a look at the uh, security footage because there was a our car was broken into or whatever it said and he's like i'm the manager i don't speak to anyone he's like uh well there's a different guy he looked kind of like you i'm a guy what what uh, and they come back out like oh we, we couldn't get anything and he's like go back in there and get that you kidding me go out in there do it for god <laughs> And then they go out, and they end up with this weird fight scene where the, the henchmen <laughs> yeah. are like throwing. The guy turns out to be like Bruce Lee. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good fighter, but they're, they're throwing because it's like a, it's like a, like an auto shop. There's, there's like you know, like you know, rims and tires and things like that, and they're, they're throwing rims at him, and um, he's he's dodging <laughs> things, and he eventually gets rammed with a trolley uh, as as one of the guys like runs out of the office and like just runs out with a computer with the, the footage on it. Yeah, like the whole CPU. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just really uh, the whole thing was just really downright absurd and it, it, it kind of plays to like the comedy in this is not just um, the, the lines this was like a this was physical comedy this was purely physical yeah absolutely it's very similar to what we saw last time with the um, the other uh, minister mm. at his house with the shed and they just don't know how to nobody knows how to fight or have a confrontation <laughs> yeah to just wait until we get to the the, the motel fight later uh another plot because we'll, we'll talk about slapstick uh when we get to that uh so you know they get they have the footage and um he like you know he, he goes to show it to them um he show, shows the, the brother and sister and the, the entourage and it's like okay so here and it's like oh there's a third person yep there's a third person we have to rack our brain we have to figure out who these people are and we have to do this um it's a whole thing and i love how jesse says like oh okay who's got ideas and like he basically just like everyone who says they don't have one is like yeah of course you don't oh, i won't hold my breath of course you don't have an idea <laughs> and then kelvin's like oh i've got an idea like, oh i can't wait to hear this like he basically doesn't think anyone but him will have the idea, but he he still goes through the motions of of getting everyone to submit an idea. Yeah, uh, he's so great. <laughs> yes, and of course, Kelvin's like, oh well, there's like traffic cameras, and if we can get access to the footage, we you know because they've got technologies in them. That's what he says, technologies. Yep. And that leads us to our favorite character from last week. Yep, Keith, <laughs> who's still my favorite character. Uh, no, no question, no question. Uh, who yeah. it turns who works out works for some kind of like traffic, I don't know, monitoring yeah. service or something. Yeah, I don't know. What he, I don't know what the exact job title know. is, but he's able to go into the control room and show them the footage and track where the van went. Um, like we're on a cop show. Because uh, I love, I love how. Yeah. He, Do you remember the the reason that they gave him for? For tracking the van, I can't remember. Oh yeah, they said they were playing a prank on some friends. These are friends. We're playing some sort of prank on them. Right, right. And he's—I mean, he clearly just loves um, Kelvin for like saving him from Satanism. So yeah, because he, <laughs> like, he would do it anyway, like for any reason. Because he, he keeps saying things like, "I would do it for you, Kelvin. You saved me from the darkness. You I take both for you. <laughs> you brought me back from the brink. Uh, I'd kill myself if you asked me to." It's like I'm I not, know what a weird line. I'm Did you say that <laughs> It just seems like something he would say. <laughs> well, I don't. Even, I barely know his character, but I well, know him so well. Well, that's that's good character <laughs> building. That you're two episodes in, you're like, that seems like something he would say. Um, I know because right? he's like 
because um, Calvin's like, I'm not going to ask you to kill yourself. Why would you say that? Uh, he's like, no, but I would. And he keeps touching his arm. So so they're really playing up the whole idea of, like, is there some sort of homoerotic tension going on here between them? Um, because it was, Oh, yeah. There's another scene with that, too. Yeah. Because uh, they were accused of that. So no, well, there's a scene, I don't remember where it was. I watched this uh, last night. But, like, the scene where they're, like, working out together. Oh, yeah, that's the montage at the end. I was going to bring this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's spotting him whilst Kelvin's, uh, you know, lifting weights and he's standing right over his head and there's a, sh- a POV shot from Kelvin's POV and, like, part of his ball sack <laughs> is just... Yeah, it's just hanging out of his shorts. It's... it's uh, <laughs> And do you know what I liked about it is that it wasn't, like, a full-on ball sack. It was just, like, part of the ball sack. It was, like... It, oh. They made it look proper, like, accidental, but it was there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like... <laughs> He's such a nice guy, and, and clearly, like Heath is, uh, is like sensitive. So you know, you can see him not bringing it up, and mm. be like, "Ugh, it's there, so I'm gonna see it, and look at it." But like, <laughs> I don't know. I I still don't know if they're like, yeah, if there is a thing, or if he's just like, if yeah. they're just bros, and he's just desperate for a friend. Yeah, that was the, that was the funniest part of that montage at the end. The other part, because as well as this is happening, Moonlight Sonata is playing. Um, Jesse's wife is playing Moonlight Sonata on the piano, uh, which builds up to the big cliffhanger. But um, the other funny scene is is Judy's really horny. Uh, we'll get into why in a minute, but she's really horny and she's she's making out with her, the fiance, and he's like, "Let's just do it on the stairs. Let's do it right here, baby, on the stairs." And <laughs> she climbs on top of him. They're still got the clothes on. She's just going for his belt, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I come, I came." I come. Yeah, I came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks like frustrated. <sighs> I, I th- and I think the joke here is clearly supposed to be that they're both supposed to be religious and not and waiting for marriage. So they're both like, or at least he's so like inexperienced that just the thought of touching right, is like. Right. Probably both been, like, he definitely like had that sheltered kind of. He wasn't allowed to masturbate. Yes, yeah. he he was told that masturbate was a sin, and he never did it. So he's right. got he's got no tolerance. <laughs> whatsoever it's just bleh, bleh. you know that lonely island video just in my pants that's him they so get this footage it's like oh they've, they've went to this motel and it's, it's been they've been there for a week like yeah it's been go find them and i'm saving the, the other side of the plot till uh, we get to them but mm-hmm. they go to the motel and judy looks in at the window and sees like a woman breastfeeding or baby and they get to the the counter and the guy's not even like really haggling them he's just kind of eating his lunch and not giving a shit and yeah. when they ask him like oh about the people who were in this van you know did you see this van uh they give him some money like i guess it's just like five dollars it's not even that much it's just like oh, would this change your mind uh, maybe you remember it now uh i think they gave him a hundred dollars was it a hundred i'm sure one of them said five but you may be right you'd recognize the money more than i would <laughs> yeah i think i remember seeing a hundred dollar bill um but which uh, i thought also was pretty funny because like damn that's a lot of money for someone who uh, would probably just tell you what you want to know anyway yeah um <laughs> So he tells them this, but then tells them, of course, that uh, uh, actually no. I the funniest part of the scene before we get to the information because he tells them that they're not, they're not there anymore. So the the, the trails went mm-hmm. cold. But the funniest part is, is after he takes the money and agrees, and he's like, oh yeah, they've been staying here for the past week. Uh, Judy, being inspired perhaps by the breastfeeding, jumps in, rips open her shirt to expose her boob. <laughs> not not completely. She's still got her bra on, but she just exposes her boob. It says, what did they Presses look like? It up against the glass, yeah. like um. What was that movie? Is it Cape Fear that it does that? No, I don't know. I haven't seen Cape Fear, so you, it may be. 
maybe uh, <laughs> but like it was just this comical i'm going to use my sexuality he's like i don't know white people I don't know. <laughs> it just looks so disappointed <laughs> that it didn't work like our sexuality didn't pull this off <laughs> oh. yeah um so that was all she's really great funny i don't know her from anything else but yeah, she's really funny she is really funny like, i liked her in a, a few scenes in this that, that obviously that scene was the highlight the bickering scene the, the haggling scene was really good uh the scenes mm-hmm. with her just giving people the finger and like just ge- ge- generally being annoyed at people in the room um have so far been really entertaining so she's she's actually kind of stealing some of the scenes for me like you know and and that that haggling totally. scene like i was like yeah i'm, I'm kind of like thinking her the most almost um, yeah or the scene last week with the fountain at the fountain or the dinner table oh, yeah. when she was trying to defend her fiance but she was making it so much worse yeah <laughs> yeah no she was really good um so yeah i mean like that's playing at the end and one of the things we did skip over is that jesse gets upset because clearly their son gideon the one who ran away to be a stuntman in la uh has been in communication with the the wife and they were in in his room looking through photos of gideon and he gets really upset and he's like eh, blah, blah, blah. we decided we're never going to talk to him yada 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 um which leads to this final moment where the doorbell rings and it's the young guy, it's the, it's the third person, the third culprit, and the wife's like, Gideon, baby, and it's like, that's the big twist of the episode. I accidentally spoiled this for myself, like, halfway through the episode, mm-hmm. because I, the, the main guy, the main culprit, the devil mask dude, uh, Scotty, I thought I recognised him, and I didn't, he was reminding me of the guy, there was a specific, a specific actor he was reminding me of, but it wasn't him. Um, the last thing we saw him in was that Me Too episode of Twilight Zone, do you know who I'm talking about? Okay. Birthday mm-hmm. cake scene. Yeah. Okay. Like the other, the other guy that was there. Yeah. There were certain shots that reminded me of him. I was getting vibes of him. Oh, there... oh, oh, oh. Never mind. Uh, the guy with the teeth. The guy with the the gap between his teeth. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, I can't it, think of his name. He was in the movie with, with uh, John Cena. Uh, blockers as well. I. Fahrenholtz or something? Eh, maybe. Says right. I don't know. <laughs> but that's who he was reminding me of. Uh, well, it's not him, though. No. Uh, Tundra, I didn't know this guy from anything. He's just, he's just kind of a similar look in places. But mm-hmm. um, they're in the hospital after the opening, and there's a really dark bit, actually, where it sounds like he's going to go in and sexually assault uh, Lucy when she's in a coma. Uh, w- yeah. What he's actually doing, though, is he just wants to leave the hospital immediately so no one asks him questions. So he just like puts her on the, the wheelchair and, like, carts her out uh, and has n- no concern for her well-being for the duration of the episode <laughs> absolutely not i mean even from the beginning when he threw her into a ditch instead of taking her to a hospital well see the thing with that though is that i i could have re- like i read that at the time as just him being too stupid to know like how to check for a pulse or anything like that because he just like assumes right. she's dead um but no, the episode really plays up the idea that he's like because they're eating food like they've got like takeout and she's eating with chopsticks and she drops a bit of food on the floor and Gideon uh, goes to pick up for her and he like uh, Scott is over on the bed he's like no 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 let her do it herself if she is not challenged she will never heal. I know, like trying to beat this wise sage or something. Yeah. She, she's got a neck <laughs> brace on. Back. She's she's got like the the, the big uh, cast with the, the the support beam. I don't even know what you call that thing, but you know it's like her right. arms oh, up yeah. in there. She's got like this permanent right angle 
yeah. in her arm like yeah she can't move it at all she's got at least one full cast on one of her legs like she she, she cannot move she like she's got like a, a brace around her ribs yeah he's like don't treat her like she's handicapped i'm like she is handicapped for the time being she is handicapped this is the definition of being handicapped <laughs> yeah Oh dear. Um it's it's funny that they that they chose to make him so much worse than the um televangelist family than the gemstones. Yeah. Cuz well, you can almost see that being going into an angle where like they're they're screwing these, this family out of their fortune because they've screwed so many families out of their own money in order to gain this wealth. Yeah, although but we find out Gideon... Robin Hood style thing, like, we're just going to take this out from you because you guys yeah. are trash. But, but these guys are so much worse. But we find or out, we find out Gideon is the one who, whose idea it was, though. Gideon, like, came to them and had, had this plan because he knew that he could... Presumably, you know, he knew enough about his father that he was able to, you know, get this footage. You know, he's the one behind it. Right. And, I mean, we don't exactly know his motivations as to why. Yeah. Uh, we can assume that he left the family in order to start his own life and failed and thought this will be a good way to get money although maybe not maybe, maybe it was that maybe, maybe they got the footage and gideon like got in touch with them and like maybe he just knows his family's yeah. hypocrites and he wants to do it to like prove a point yeah yeah you never know because his other son who looks up to gideon like oh. is kind of doing that too another highlight I've, I've spoken about most of my highlights of this episode but my other <laughs> highlight is when they're leaving the room and he's pissed that they've been looking at photos from Gideon and he finds out they've been talking to him. That that like younger, well, the older of the two that are there, sons. Um, yeah, I, I guess the middle child. Yeah, huh? as he's walking away, he just looks at, looks at Jesse and goes, "Hollywood," and then walks out. It's oh, it cracked me up. It just cracked me up. It just does little Hollywood, little kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. it broke me i love the idea that he's taught him he's like as soon as i'm old enough i am so ditching you and i'm gonna do whatever i want mm-hmm. now that he's seen that his older brother did it it's yeah. like oh guess i can do whatever i want but now he's back <laughs> although I, I guess we have to assume that he's back now to uh do something sketchy like he wants to be in the inside so he can achieve or like he's just overwhelmed by the events that happened and sure like came back and this is going to be a gemstone even though he's done horrible things too yes uh and we can't gloss over the fact that lucy leaves because she finds out she she basically guesses correctly that they they threw her down the ditch and yeah. leaves uh much to scotty's dismay and then scotty blames gideon for it and we get one of the most absurd fight scenes i've seen in a while uh where you know so many tables get smashed <laughs> everything they touch smashes uh the tv gets smashed the table the chair everything gets smashed and mm-hmm. I guess this was kind of the hint that this was the son. This was Gideon because it was like, oh, this is yeah. A... This is where I sort of piece things together because you said you had it spoiled before. It was well, before the scene. Yeah, <laughs> spoiled it yourself. But once, because they had already said that Gideon had gone was getting a Netflix deal for some show that um, as a stuntman. So like I and I remember seeing like all the trophies and medals on his wall and stuff from the first episode. Mm. And so, or maybe it was even in this episode where they're in the room. So uh, once he like started pulling out the karate moves, I was like, oh, that's probably Gideon. <laughs> yeah. He's about the right age as well because he's just like in his late teens as opposed to, yeah. you know, anything else. Um, but no, because he eventually, 
like actually puts his hands out like he's going to do martial arts like he knows what he's doing and mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd necessarily he does he, he does know more than the other like Sc- scotty definitely knows less but scotty's just brute forcing his way through this right um and yeah there's, there's a lot of bickering about stopping the fight because because gideon keeps trying to end the fight he keeps saying look, look let's just stop this and every time they, they sort of seem like they're calming down giddy or sorry scotty just like just does something else like he'll throw another yeah punch. like rams him yeah <laughs> into a wall or something so that was that was very much uh, uh, not a lot of John Goodman this episode. Um, two scenes. There's one scene where he's on stage, yeah. uh, just you know, spouting his nonsense, and then there's another scene where there's a random snake in the kitchen, and he like grabs it like he's like he's you know Steve Irwin. Like, it's a rattler snake too. Yeah. yeah. What a badass. <laughs> he just snatches it. He's like, yeah, I'm the I'm the alpha in this house, you little shit. <laughs> um. He- yeah, but I wonder if that's supposed to like mean that somebody put it there on purpose for him, like mm-hmm. it's just a rattlesnake. I mean, if it's I mean, a... there are rattlers in, in California, which I think this is where it takes place. That's terrifying. But... I hate snakes. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Um, yeah, I almost stepped on one once. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, oh no. It's, oh. Uh, just hiking through the trails and not paying attention. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's just scary. Yeah. Um, uh, it's big. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, again, again, not as obscure as the previous thing I was reminded of, but uh, if that was intentional and this is something that he actually likes to do, it's very reminiscent of the opening episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, because there's a scene in that, that first pilot where Lex has like a, a snake come in the room. I think it's a python, if I remember right. Um, and he turns around and stares at it and stares it down. The snake goes away and he just sort of smiles and turns back around. Like it's an intentional thing that he does to prove that he's that much of a a badass to himself. I'll take your word for it. Rich people do crazy shit, apparently. I don't is that know. the Dean Kane Terry Hatcher series? It is indeed, yes. Yes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's a good show. Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Terry Hatch was the best on-screen Lois Lane so far. I'll I'll stand by that. Yeah, and they're real and spectacular. <laughs> they're real and they're spectacular. Yes, that is quite right. Um, okay, now I'm just thinking about boobs. All right, uh, let's let's wrap up the review. That's that's uh that's pretty much everything. Unless I miss something that you think uh, we should talk about. No, I don't think so. I think the most that I learned from this episode is that this show is very much like Vice Principles, in which I have no idea where it's going to go next. And even like yeah. watching the next up, you know, next week on Righteous Gemstones, and they show clips, and like I'm not even going to predict. Although I did think that the Walter Goggins was going to be in this one, but he's in the next one, and I can't wait. <laughs> yes, I, I'm also looking forward to that. It's funny because I, I almost being like, oh it's, oh, it's 30 minutes, maybe that puts it into more sitcom territory. But the, the show has so much goddamn plot. <laughs> and like, a like, lot, yeah. And, and like you just said, I have no idea where this is going. It feels like it's taking, it's just like turning down paths left and right uh, every episode yeah. at this point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about episode three and uh, we'll see see what happens then. But um, no, 
Uh, solid episode two. So uh, let us know what you thought of episode two in the comments below. You can like and subscribe and all the usual things. Uh, Tara, what can they do to support the show? You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. You can donate as low as a dollar per month and you can get access to shows we do a week early. Also bonus episodes for other shows that we do or um, like Screams After Midnight, which you do with Tim. That gets you bonus episodes for, what's that one? The Invisible Maniac. Definitely worth watching. <laughs> so check it out. That was the first <laughs> one, yeah. The first one we did was The Invisible Maniac. Uh, uh, and the last one we did was a exploitation film called Beyond the Seventh Ooh, Door. my people. Well, you wouldn't know it from... I didn't know it was a exploitation when I was watching it because the lead actor on it is Hugo Savin, so you would never guess that it's exploitation. It just happens oh, to yeah. be made in Canada by Canadian, like, you know... Who came up with that term, exploitation? Because you're using it a lot. Joe, <laughs> um, it's funny, I heard... Because I think when Tim said it to him, it's the first time I'd ever heard it, but I was listening to a horror movie podcast this past week and I heard it uh-huh. a couple of times in that and I'm like, oh, it's a thing. People use it. Oh, okay. It's not just made up. <laughs> well, there's a exploitation Mystery Science Theater episode called The Final Sacrifice. Oh. Which we'll check out eventually. Yeah, we we'll definitely check have to do that Check out Ace one. for our reviews of Mystery Science Theater too. Yeah, yeah. Not every episode, <laughs> but we do them on there as bonuses. Uh, next one coming up is Hobgoblins at some point uh, very mm-hmm. soon. So, and then I think we just say what the next one was going to be as well. Laser something. Laser Blast. Laser Blast. There yeah. you go. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, you can also, of course, rate the audio feed if you're on the audio podcast. Uh, rate is five stars on your Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to us. That helps us out a lot too. Um, check out other shows we're reviewing if you're interested. Um, we do a bunch of different stuff. I'm doing season three of Glow right now on my own. Uh, me and Tower are also doing the HBO show Our Boys. Um, Tower's kind of become the almost automatic uh, HBO co-host, bizarrely. Um, almost. I have a feeling I'll be left out of the Watchmen. That, that's true yeah that's something that i think connor's going to assume that he's doing so i i guess yes although that's if you want to fight for it i mean i'll i'll put in a good word for you <laughs> i'll put in no, a good word uh connor can have more work than me that's fine oh we're doing episode one of both carnival row me and connor and episode one of dark crystal whatever that show is called the new dark crystal show on netflix we're trying both of those pilots uh, so you can look out for reviews of those um, and first episodes always get spoiler free sections so you can check out what they like without us spoiling everything uh, if that's what you're interested in anyway that is us though. so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla